Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes Talk Radio Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Consuelo Mackey, co-host, Air Force veteran, Matt Davidson, announcers, Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead, U.S. Army veteran and strategies for host segment host, Dr. Kathy Cash, U.S. Army veteran and lifeline for women veterans segment host, Martha Elena Varela, National Director of Faith Services, Chaplain, and Veterans in Recovery segment host, Anthony Akinfora, and U.S. Air Force veteran and incarcerated to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. America's invisible hero. Invisible hero. Operation Confidence is a grassroots nonprofit. The organization's mission is to provide stable housing for veterans who have experienced homelessness, as well as providing a wide range of supportive services. To help accomplish our goal, a successful landowner has donated land for the project, a world-renowned architect has offered to design the houses, and construction classes from the local community colleges will take part in building the houses. Your support and donations are needed. To get involved, please visit our website at www.operationconfidence.org or email info at operationconfidence.com. Okay, welcome everyone. And thank you for tuning in to Americans and Available Heroes, a show that's dedicated to our veterans and their families. I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, Executive Director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. I'm not a veteran, but my heart goes out to our American heroes, especially those who are disabled and have experienced homelessness. For those who are new to the show, American Invisible Heroes was established to provide a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, challenges, and accomplishments. Now, before we start the show today, we're going to have a U.S. Uh, Army veteran, Dr. Uh, I'm so sorry, Dr. Wendy Childress to uh, be able to give us a prayer for our veterans on this very, very special day. Thank you, Connie. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, first of all, for those who voluntarily served this country. Lord, we lift up those who have given the ultimate sacrifice their life. We lift up those families who have also sacrificed their family members and their time. Father, we just ask that you be with them during this time, that you allow those of us that have benefited from their service to honor them in memory and honor their families. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And Connie, before I leave, I just want to say this, because far too many times our servicemen and women are not appreciated and sometimes often looked down upon. And I just want to 
put this in the minds of all of those who are listening and watching on the various media outlets, that those men and women that serve this country are somebody's mother, there's somebody's father, there's somebody's right. sister, there's somebody's brother. They are daughters and sons. So please never forget that. And please understand that they are doing a job just like you. And so let's honor them for doing something that 99% of the country, you have like 1% of us that sacrifice and go in to serve this country. So please, let's not take them for granted. Let's not abuse them. Let's not neglect them. Let's not degrade or belittle them, but let's give them the honor that they deserve. That and is I, so, so true. I thank I, you for that. We need you're welcome. That. Yes. Okay. See you next time. I, I got to. I know you have another appointment. Yeah. Thank you so much. See and I'm going to try and listen as long as I can. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Mm -hmm. uh, now, board member Taylor Marcellus, we introduce our co host for today. Um, on today's show, we have U.S. Army Reserve veteran Charles Whitehead, um, who is a board member and a co-host. We have attorney Eric Olson and his monthly segment, Hope's Law Firm. We have U.S. Army Special Forces veteran Richard Cook and his bi-monthly segment, I Once Was Whole. And last but not least, Ms. Ann Monahue and her bi-monthly segment, The Rosie's Movement. Um, Thank you. Um, you must tell us what the true meaning of Memorial Day is all about, Taylor. Yes. While Veterans Day is considered a celebration of all American military veterans, living and dead, Memorial Day is designated to honor those who died in service to our country. This is the day we pay homage to all those who didn't come home, explains author Tamara Bolton. It is a day of solemn contemplation over the cost of freedom. It is a day to pause and reflect upon the many service members who risked and ultimately lost their lives fighting on behalf of the United States, no matter when, where, or which military conflict was involved. There are many ways you can commemorate Memorial Day. Because it is considered a day of national mourning, if you fly an American flag, it should be flown at half staff until noon and then raised up for the remainder of the day. There is also a national moment of remembrance at 3 p.m. local time where you are asked to pause for one minute of silence to remember our fallen. Many local and state organizations put on community events like parades that you can attend. You can also visit national memorials or cemeteries and place flags or flowers on the graves of the fallen. Many churches have special services as do local chapters of the Veterans Association. Wow, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Joe, you have a video you want to share? Yes. So I'm going to play the video, and it's a little noisy one, but I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to mute myself out again. So this is a video I made for my, actually in honor of my father when he passed um, in 2012. It's called The Story Goes On. It's about the veterans who, you know, the ones that go out to war, and then they come back. And Can you explain that your whole family, you, have, you come from a veteran's family? Yeah, I have, a, you know, my mother, I mean, not my mother, my father, my brother, I have a 
myself, I have uncles and aunts and cousins and everybody who are all in, uh, who've been uh, in the military. You know, they're all the branches included. And so this uh, video that I made, uh, I guess it's been 11 years ago, is about, uh, you know, the story goes on. These guys come home, but yet the story goes on for some of them who get home safely and even the ones that didn't make it because it's like, you know, we're kind of figuring out why these guys fighting, um, you know, war, some of the wars, we don't know why, but yeah, it's called the story goes on. So I'm going Thank to you. play that for you and uh, then I'll mute myself out. Sorry, you don't have it. I'm in the desert here. I'm over in Barstow and uh, I'm having technical problems. The heat is on, so I'll be okay. back. Give me a second. Hold on. Just hold on and let me check, okay? Off the war, they go, they had to leave home, but then we hope they make it back home. But those that don't, the story goes on and on and on. This is the time we take to celebrate our war veterans. Some of them make it home. Some would never see home again. So many times that they were sent away to fight at war. Too many times we wonder what they're fighting for, but they had to leave home anyway. They had to leave home. All of them make it home safe. All of the ones that made it home now have to live their lives. For some, it's a struggle every day. Just trying to survive. Living life after the war can really be a challenge indeed. Too many homeless vets. Are living in the streets they made it home but still the war is happening in their mind how to let go is the answer that the searching to find they finally made it home they finally made it home and now we need to pray they can let the war go Somehow it seems that those cycle never has an end. We go to war, stop, and do it all over again. As for the ones that went to war and had to lose their life, we won't forget to always keep their memories alive. Unlike a book that has an end. And the story is done Some fight a war It has no end So the story goes on The story goes on The story goes on Oh Lord Our men and women had to leave their homes They had to leave home The story goes on The story goes on Oh yeah It's good to know 
Beautiful. You wrote and produced that, right, child? I sure did. I wrote, produced, and uh, did it. Oh, that was beautiful. Sorry. Perfect, perfect time for today. And I would like to say it for our amazing Tina Turner. Want her to rest in peace. She's such a legend. She'll truly be missed. Now, moving right along, Charles, you want to introduce our next co-host? Woo-hoo. You're muted. Okay. okay, here we go. All right. Our next host is attorney Eric Olson. Um, uh, Eric helps, OF helps nonprofit law firm is a 5013 organization that represents seniors, retired, and disabled persons in all 50 states. We receive communications from collectors with respect to debt as described by the Federal Fair Debt Collection Act, Collection Practice Act. Sorry about the noise. Uh, HELPS does not represent people in court or provide legal advice. HELPS educates senior citizens and disabled persons about their legal rights and how to exercise them. As a general practice, HELPS that's H-E-L-P-S, does not refer cases to third-party attorneys for violations of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. In our experiences, in our experience, legitimate debt collectors understand the law and cease contact upon notice of representation. Today, Eric Olson will share some important information such as, what about a car payment you can't afford? Do I need to worry about a judgment for a debt I owe? Why, in almost every instance, your home, car, and other properties protected from debt, debt collectors? And uh, finally, finally dealing with guilt and debt. So, Mr. Uh, he's on. Uh, if you need to check, I'll give you his address. The uh, website right now it's www.helps is here.org. That's www.helps, H E L P S I S H E R E.org. Go ahead, Mr. Mr. Olson, take it over. Thank you, Charles. 
Can you hear me okay, everyone? Yeah, I hear you fine. How long? You, 10 minutes, um, Consuelo? No, you can have a little longer than that. Okay, good. Okay. So I'm glad to be here with you. And um, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there that coming up here. And we want to honor your service. And, and um, so I'm, I'm the executive director of HELPS. HELPS is a national nonprofit law firm. And what we do is we... We protect seniors and disabled persons, including veterans who receive VA, their lower income from collector harassment. We also educate seniors, disabled persons, and veterans who receive protected income, how they can maintain their financial independence. So a couple topics I want to talk about today that might be helpful or might be helpful for a friend you know, okay? Um, first one is a car payment. You know, maybe a car payment you can't afford or what do I do about a car? I need a car. I need transportation. And so I want to talk about that for a few minutes. So first off, I talk to a lot of seniors and disabled persons and, and veterans that may have, a, may have a car payment that they're locked into that they simply can't afford to pay. Okay. Um, and they find themselves maybe going without to try to maintain that car payment. Maybe it's a matter of coming up money for rent versus the car payment. Um, first off, you should understand that, that if you receive protected income, what I mean by that is Social Security, a pension, disability, um, VA benefits, that income is protected by federal law. Okay, it, retirement income is protected by federal law and state laws. So you're, this type of income is protected, which means that it can't be taken from you. If you happen to owe a debt and someone were to sue you to get a judgment, they can't, they can't take it from you. It's protected. And there's even means that it's protected in your bank account. Okay. Um, and we'll maybe talk about that in a second, a little bit more, but about, as far as transportation is concerned, if you find yourself locked with a car payment you can't afford and you're receiving protected income, I mean, you could choose to stop making the payment and let the car go back. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's your choice. You can do that. The contract you entered into with the car lender, with the lender who loaned you the money to buy the car, provided that, provided it out, you can, you can, you can stop making the payment. Now they can repossess the car uh, eventually. Okay. Uh, might take them a while. That's not the end of the world. They might take the car and then they would sell it. And if you, if they don't get enough money for it, there's a difference called a deficiency. And now do you have to pay that deficiency? No, no, you don't have to. If you receive protected income and you need your money for your needs, you don't have to pay that deficiency. Um, even if you were sued, which is kind of doubtful, I tell people that if you have a debt that you can't pay, maybe one to two times out of 10, would you ever be sued? But even if you're sued, they can't do anything to you. They can't take your money. It's protected. So letting a car go back is, is always an option. Now I talked to someone this week, they had a car that, that was worth a lot of money. Uh, maybe, you know, I think it was like $15,000. And uh, 
but they only load 5,000 on it, but they couldn't afford the car payment anymore. Um, her husband had passed away and part of his income had gone away, but um, they wanted the car and it was, the car was several years old. It only had 7,000 miles on it. So wow, it's I, yeah, yeah. And it was worth, you know, a lot of money, but she could hardly afford the payment. I said, well, listen, you, you can, you could sell the car. You don't have, you know, you can sell the car, uh, get the extra money, buy a car that's free and clear. Now you no longer have a car payment. You don't have to pay, uh, you don't have to pay um, comprehensive or collision insurance. You're only going to have to pay liability. And now you're going to have that extra $500 for that car payment you've been making that you can't afford to help you with your living expenses. Um, so that's always an option. Now, talk to a lot of seniors sometimes or maybe they don't have a car. Maybe a car's gone back and they would like to get a car. Okay. Um, a lot, a lot of seniors or people on lower incomes that's protected. Um, they may not be able to afford a car payment and a car payment sometimes can really drag you down. Okay. And it can be like a lead weight around your neck. So we're blessed to live in a land in which we have, which Henry Ford was born in, and we have lots of used cars in this country. Lots of them. I mean, more than I, I imagine anywhere else in the world, there's a lot of cars at, at pretty affordable prices. Okay. Now, um, does that mean you have to borrow money from a used car dealer to buy a car? Uh-uh, not necessarily. And not that isn't always the best idea. Um, you know, there's websites such as Craigslist, I think Facebook Marketplace, I'm more familiar with Craigslist, where you can get on there and you can search for for uh, cars, uh, cars and trucks, and you can put in a little box that says owner only. And then you could type in a comment like runs good or maybe Honda or Toyota. Now, depending on where you live in the country, but... Uh, I promise you, you're going to be able to find a car that's affordable. Now, I've always, I've told people for years that, you know, you can find a car for even a thousand dollars. And so if you have a, if you had a $500 car payment and it went back, you might be able to hang on to the car for a couple months, but you could save that $500. It is, it is possible to get affordable transportation for not a lot of money. Now, uh, and for a lot of seniors or, or, People are disabled. They don't drive a lot. It's mostly the doctor or the store back. They're not like they're going cross country. So, um, and it's it's likely if you're buying a car from a private party, an owner, for example, they're going to be truthful about the condition of the car. Whereas if you buy it from a dealer, it is normally it's sold as is. No guarantee. You don't know what you're getting. Dealer may have gotten at an auction. Could be a lemon. So you can get cars for a reasonable amount of money often and obviously the more you're willing to pay the better the car but uh you'd be surprised how and i've done it myself i've done it for friends and family kids that and you know buying a car runs good on the internet is a good way to get good cheap transportation without having a car payment now you know and, and owning a car isn't the end of the world We've got more transportation options now than ever before in cities, mass transportation. And then we've got um, Uber and, uh, you know, different types of, you know, ta 
taxi services that are less expensive than before. So, yeah, um, but, you know, it's in the end, it's your decision. But sometimes it's a balance between, you know, medicine and utilities and being able to pay the rent and the car payment. And some sometimes the car payment may need to go and you don't need to be worried about that. Even if they were to come after you, they don't have to take the money. So um, I talked to a lot of seniors and disabled persons that are worried about if they owe debt and they don't pay it, that someone's going to sue them and get a judgment. They're scared about that. They're scared about getting sued. Uh, and, you know, I've been an attorney, what, now 44 years. Okay. And 20, 30 or 40,000 bankruptcies. So I'm here to tell persons that are on protected income, like Social Security, VA benefits, um, retirement income, that their income is safe. Okay, can't be taken from it. It doesn't need to be used to pay debt you can't afford to pay. And if you can't afford to pay a debt, if someone were to sue you, uh, you don't have to, if you owe the debt, you don't have to go to court. Okay, now if you don't go to court, they'll eventually going to get a judgment, but that doesn't mean you're going to have to pay the debt. Don't have to. Your income's protected. Uh, twice the amount of federal benefits deposited into a bank account is automatically protected from garnishment under federal banking regulations in effect for over 10 years now. So if you got 1500 in Social Security and 500 in VA benefits, that's $2,000. 4000 in your bank account is protected from garnishment. So someone, I asked someone, they might say, well, Mr. Olson, I never have more than 4000 in my bank account. I say, you don't have anything to worry about. But even if you did, there's a way to get the excess released. Now, sometimes you might get a notice that say you have to go to court. Well, you you know, that's if you're going to contest it. But if you're not going to contest it, they, they get a, they, they can't, they can't collect. Okay. And the problem is uh, you get on the internet and you start, if you have financial problems, you start reading about this. No one tells you about your protected income. And I'm here, that's what I'm here to tell people about is that your income is safe. It's protected. Now it's protected for a reason. Um, our lawmakers didn't want our seniors. They didn't want our veterans that are poor or lower income or disabled persons to go without their basic needs to be able, if they ended up having to pay debt, they couldn't afford to pay. And, you know, people don't get in these problems intentionally. They don't do it on purpose. It's, it's, it's life. Things happen to people, you know, a, a spouse passes away. Maybe a, a, you're helping your brother, your sister, your children. And, uh, um, or you lost a job, or some tragedy happened in your life, you know, or you incurred a medical expense you weren't counting on, uh, or, you know, hey, you bought that car, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, that was a mistake. So, no, people do not go into debt intentionally with the idea they're not going to pay it. But if you can't afford to pay it, lawmakers protected that money. And there's a reason you don't need to feel guilty. Why? Because Lenders charge interest. They know at the beginning of the year what percentage of the debts people aren't going to be able to afford to pay. And that's factored into the interest rate they're charged. So your contract says, yeah, you need to pay the debt, but it also says if you can't afford it, this is the consequence. Now, the contra contract says, you know, you have to pay interest. The reason you pay that interest is it's a factor for those people that end up not being able to pay the debt. So 
um, 